Welcome to QSR Nation, your weekly dose of food service marketing tips and business strategies for success. Here's your hosts, Josh Anderson, Beth Oots, and Anthony Pierce from the PFS Brands National Headquarters. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, and Tony from the QSR Nation and PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holtzman, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. Today, we are really, really honored to have Carrie Luxem. She is the CEO of Restaurant HR Group and CarrieLuxem.com, and she is like world-renowned for her um, HR and restaurant um, expertise, so to speak. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Um, do you want to just give us a real quick background and how you got to be in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I am a restaurant girl. I had started in the restaurant industry as a teenager. I started at Dairy Queen and I, uh, you know, I've never left the industry since. And so I did a lot of different jobs uh, through my teen years and 20s. And then I started with Potbelly Sandwich Works, which when I started was a small sandwich shop based in Chicago. There were three restaurants. And I started the HR department there, Uh, and long story short, I stayed for almost 11 years and helped grow the company from the three stores in one market to over 220 in 10 markets. So that's really where I learned a ton about uh, supporting operators and, and what it really meant to have great people and systems and things like that. I left in 2010 uh, to to start my I wanted to be, I'm a mom so I stayed home with my kids and I started my own restaurant HR group started then and I was just helping uh, some restaurant tours with their HR my husband is actually uh, a restaurant tour as well so I thought I would help him with his business and and uh, you know started to get calls and uh, essentially my business was born and I saw there was a real need I've always been very entrepreneurial but I really saw the need to focus uh, on HR processes and systems and simplify it a lot and really support operators with how to get great people, how to keep them, and, uh, you know, the fun has never stopped. So with Restaurant HR Group, we are, uh, we handle the HR administration for restaurant tours. So usually when they're a little larger, they have 200 or more employees where we take over the payroll benefits and HR administration. And then with CarrieLuxum.com, that's really where I'm on a mission to help restaurateurs understand the complexities of HR. So we're setting up a membership platform and our members will have access to videos and on-demand training and articles and different things like that. But with that, so members will have that, I still produce a lot of free information. My goal is to really help restaurateurs throughout the world. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I, you know, I'm just continuing to do stuff like this so I can continue to teach. That's, that's great. Yeah. I know um, when I started following you on LinkedIn, that's, you know, um, how I was introduced to you and you know, some of your folks that you know, reached out to us as well. And we got to, you know, uh, chit chat and talk and, you know, it was great to find, you know, our company and, and your companies are you know, very much aligned in that aspect, of the goal of just helping, you know, people, you know, achieve success. In fact, that's yeah. that's our uh, tagline is our support, your success. And I don't think yeah. sometimes folks really understand the value and importance that that support really uh, can bring to that bottom line, as well as the guest experiences overall for their restaurants. 
Absolutely. And you know, it's never ending. So it's like, you know, we've got to talk about this stuff a lot. And, you know, I've been working with operators for a really long time. I teach stuff. What I, I kind of realized I teach certain things or I'll do a workshop or whatever. There's no way to remember all of the things that they're taught. So you, we've got to figure out ways to apply lessons through stories and quotes and podcasts and training sessions and articles. And it's creating kind of a frenzy of information that is really hopefully translates to true help in restaurants. You know, it's not easy to be a restaurateur. We know that. So I love that. I love your guys' mission. Yeah, great. I know you mentioned one of our main pain points a lot of our retailers have, and that's just um, attracting and hiring top talent. Um, what are some of the, like the leadership and systems and you can put in place to actually attract that top talent and keep it? Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of things you can do. And here's what I will tell you typically happens. You know, restaurateurs are busy, and a, a lot of times the – people aspect, they talk about it like it's the most important thing, but they don't apply it like it's the more, most important thing. They're spending the time on the, the operations thing or the customers or the marketing strategies. So I think to, to attract and, and retain great people, I mean, first and foremost, you have to sort of know who you are and what are your, what are your goals? You know, we talk a lot about vision, mission, and purpose, but really understanding who you are as a company, what makes you special, and that's going to be the first way you attract the right people is understanding, uh, you know, who you are. And then, of course, uh, having uh, an understanding of what you really need in people. So a lot of times people are looking for staff, but they're, they're just looking for happy people or we need, you know, good people. And sometimes that translates to I need a body, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But, um, you know, they need people to make sandwiches or, or, or make salads or whatever. But really, uh, I think the the biggest thing here is put the level of importance. There's nothing more important than filling your store with amazing people. And so take the time and energy to create a system and a process that works. But it's not like you're going to create a process and then it stops. You figured it out. It's never ending trial and error. Just like somebody goes out and finds, you know, has a marketing strategy that's certainly different from month to month or every quarter or whatever change it up to get new clients or to get to, to get to new customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same with recruiting. So, you know, but to, to go out and find them. So again, you have to understand your story, you have to, you know, be able to articulate it. The days of like now hiring, you know, now hiring a cashier still happens. But if you can connect to people on an emotional level somehow through telling your story and then putting it in a, in a nice ad or doing a video or things like that, that's going to separate you. And it, yes, it takes time, and yes, it's a lot of work, but that isn't the point. <laughs> You've got to spend the time and energy on it. And then there's just a ton of different things. And, and what I can't do is say, here are the five strategies everybody should use, because it's different depending on where you are in the country. It's different on if you're in the city of Chicago or if you're out in the suburbs. You know, it depends on where you are. Uh, on what exactly will work. But there are tons of different job boards that are, you know, there's new ones all the time, but there's there's all kinds of different job boards people can use. There's uh, colleges and high schools and, and, you know, junior colleges that are have career counselors and job boards that you can contact and they can uh, place your information. Uh, you know, there you should be doing the having signs in your store window or up in the lawn that says you're hiring. With those kind of things, you want to make sure you don't just 
plop them up and leave them up for, you know, decades, <laughs> which you yeah. see sometimes, well, that, that cafe has been hiring for 23 years. <laughs> and, and, and the truth is they probably are hiring uh, for a long time, but you've got to, you know, you've got to, you've got to freshen things up and, and do different things. So uh, some of our clients that, that, uh, you know, really do a nice job at having great people, they make it a constant and everyday focus, not just the reactive uh, situation, which is what we see a lot, but they are really actively uh, talking with their team and getting referrals. And uh, it becomes, when they have the great culture, it becomes a lot easier to, to get those people referred, you know, whether it's a financial referral or just, hey, if your friends want a job, we're always hiring kind of a thing. Uh, some of our clients do um, recruiting cards that the managers can hand out. You rock. We should talk. You know, that kind of thing. Um, there's, there's a ton of stuff. You should be using your own social media if that's allowed. Some franchisees aren't allowed to use their social media for that kind of thing. But if you can use your social media, uh, that is certainly a way to tell your story and to have a constant presence uh, for what you're doing. Again, trying to make that emotional connection and really utilizing. I, I see oftentimes a lot of the smaller restaurant groups don't utilize their websites very well in social media. So really utilize that uh, well. So that's how you're going to generate you know, candidates. And again, there's a lot of these new apps and, and recruiting tools that will, uh, that will do things electronically. And what I see happen sometimes is the restaurateurs, uh, get bombarded with applicants. And, you know, and I still hear the same, the same thing. I'm not, I really don't have anybody. Well, there's 300 people sitting in your email inbox. So you've got to figure out a way to get those applicants either into your restaurant or shift through them somehow, or maybe you dedicate a person in your restaurant that's a shift leader or a, a manager to help go through them, somebody that's good at it, you know. But you you probably have people uh, that, have, that have expressed interest. This is what we see a lot, but it's just kind of, uh, it's just a missed opportunity. So, uh, so, but I'm a believer, you know, especially at the hourly level, when you're looking for, you know, cashiers and sandwich makers. It's really about happy people that have, you know, that have a have a history of being responsible and they're passionate and all that stuff. So you've got to get them in front of you. Trying to screen people out over, uh, you know, online, it's hard to do that. So, you know, restaurateurs could host little hiring events and things like that in their restaurant and invite a ton of people in. Yeah, 50 people might show up, but then you can choose the three or four that you think are going to be the best fit for, you know, for your restaurant, exactly what you're looking well, for. Exactly. And also, you know, making sure that, you know, uh, like you said, you know, if, if you as the owner, the franchisee, if, if you aren't maybe the right person um, to take the time that has the time or willing to allocate the time to go yeah. through those candidates, um, you know, then you got to pick somebody who can really get it give that time dedicate because you know missed opportunity is there and I know I hear people say well I've applied it you know this place this place this place and then you go and you, you know you're there and they're like over oh, short on help and you just you know you don't ask the question well did you look at your applicants you know because you know yeah. five, four or five people that have applied there but you know that's that's an ongoing problem is a struggle with the time management side of managing people yes absolutely you know, and kind of to back it up a little, attracting, I mean, we talked about this a little, but, 
you know, you can do, you can spend hundreds of dollars on all of these different methods, but if you're not a place that's fun to work, you know, if you're not paying a decent wage, if you're not uh, creating an environment that people want to be in, you are going to be banging your head up against the wall forever. And, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time with Pop Belly, and I remember we would have a, a store in a certain area. Like, there is nothing, the, the operator would say, there's nothing I can do to find great people. It's the, it's the area. The kids out here make, you know, their parents make too much money. And they just, there's just no, there's just no talent pool to choose from. We would switch the manager to somebody who really got it, understood how to have fun and, and you know, really took the ownership and accountability for finding people for their restaurant. And guess what? <laughs> There were no staffing issues in yep. that same store, you know, and so it really becomes, it's not, it's very, there are definitely areas that it's harder to find people. You know, you're in the suburbs, every single restaurant is hiring. You just have to be a little bit better than everybody else. And how can you be a little bit better? You've got to care about your people. You've got to have a great and clean and amazing environment. You've got to respect your people. You've got to hire others that are that are awesome. You can't keep a bunch of poor performers on your team. I mean, all of these things matter. And again, yes, I always hear, but it's hard. Yep. <laughs> it's hard. It's going to take so it's long hard. to do you know, that. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's hard. You know, to have, uh, to have a reputation, to have a restaurant, whether you have one or two or you have one or 200, that you're an amazing place where I'm a very small company. I have just a handful of people in my, my company. It's a lot of work and effort for me every day to make sure I have an amazing culture and that my people are feeling respected and not overworked and have enough training. It takes a lot of effort. So I, I get that it's a lot of work, but operators need to go into it, not with the expectation that it's not going to be a lot of work, that it is going to be a lot of work. And the ones that get up every day and make a commitment to make it awesome, those are the ones that are going to, you know, going to create a great restaurant, you know, going to have a great restaurant. So. You know, and, that, and that's true. And once they get to that point, you know, the next thing, you know, I, know, I know Beth's talked about this a lot in the past, about, you know, that motivation of, you know, having to get people going, you know. She comes up with all kinds of mini games and things, and but just mm-hmm. trying to help that out. Just trying to incentivize, you know, all of your employees that you possibly can do. You know, it's just even those little challenges that are just, that are going to help them excel, not just in the job, but in life in general. Because you know what, especially for a lot of these different jobs that might be for high schoolers or anything like that, you know, they may not know what they want to do in their future. But teaching them those life skills of, okay, I can be competitive. I can also learn how to upsell. I can talk to different people. I can be a cashier and talk and help with anyone that comes in the store will only help them and better them in their future. And you can help mold them as an entrepreneur and as an owner of the store. So you might as well take advantage of that time. And you know what? They could be your next A player in your company and be the next owner of your store or the next manager. 100%. And, you know, I, I told you guys I started my career. My I got my first job at Dairy Queen. The, the, the managers, the owners, managers of that restaurant, really all those things that you just said, that, that's what they were. They they took, they, they saw, they they, they looked at it as not just a burger joint, people coming in to serve burgers and shakes. They really 
took the kids, I'll call them, under their wing, somebody like me, and taught me, you know, they, they, they were super courteous. They taught, they, they taught me about leadership when I didn't even know what leadership was. Mm-hmm. And this is where the love for, the, for this industry started for me. And then I had some really terrible managers, leaders, or whatever, and I've learned a ton from them as well. But I totally agree. And I think the first thing that matters is like, as an HR person, you know, I, I never stand up and say, you need to do these exact things, and you need to play these games, and you need to do this stuff. First and foremost, you need to be an authentic leader. You know, what people, people will be inspired by your authenticity. And, you know, but everybody wants which I think is what you were just talking about, is to be cared about, Mm -hmm. to be shown the way in life. You know, everybody wants to be talked to in a very courteous way and to be recognized not only for their time in the restaurant, but, hey, it's their birthday. They're having a baby. They're getting married. If you make those things a big deal, you're going to build loyalty and people are going to want to work hard for you. I I see it all the time, you know. So there's a million little things uh, that operators can do that quite honestly cost nothing and they feel really good to do them. You know, writing somebody uh, a handwritten note saying, hey, you just are making a difference in this company. That goes such a, such a long way. It takes nothing but a little bit of time and a little bit of care, you know, that sort of thing. So I totally agree with you, Beth. Exactly. You know, um, Sean Burcham, our CEO, he sent out an email a couple months ago about just the effects of what a handwritten note can do. That's so funny because uh-huh. there's several members of our company that have started to do that. And it's made such an impact. And, you know, it's just those little steps and feeling of the appreciation that you can get go so far. And just think about those those kids, like you were just talking about, like molding their future like that and saying, like, this is what that appreciation feels like. And you're just teaching them that next step of leadership. Well, and not even just you know, for that kid aspect, but for the adult, you know, who has a passion for the industry that but maybe hasn't found, you know, the right fit for themselves to be able to walk into a place where they're appreciated and, you know, to feel respected, to feel, you know, like they're being, you know, molded and, you know, and find, you know, career path wise opportunities and stuff that that can be, you know, huge for your bottom line as an owner, if you want to think of it in those terms, and not only from lower uh, retention, you know, or a lower turnover, you know, but higher retention and, you know, better experiences, more consistency. You know, there's just so many advantages um, that come out of these inexpensive investments of your time to just actually show the appreciation and, uh, you know, just, again, that, that motivation through, through that. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the biggest reasons I love the restaurant industry. We have such an amazing platform as leaders, as restaurant owners, as franchisees, as retailers to impact the lives of others, you know. And if you really do that and you focus on that being your main goal, it's amazing what people will do to ensure you're a success, you know. And and so many people, I, I don't know very many people that didn't spend some time in their life in a restaurant. I mean, even Madonna worked at Dunkin' Donuts, okay? <laughs> so everybody, everybody sort of starts, you know, or, or spends time in there. So if you look at your role as a restaurant manager or a franchisee as really, um, you know, taking care of people and making an impact in someone's life, not only is it just so fulfilling as a person, it really does, uh, it really does make a difference. I remember the first few years at Potbelly and the visionary of that company used to say, and I know it's much more complex than this, but he used to say, 
don't worry about the numbers. Take care of people and everything is going to work out. Now, obviously, there's a lot that goes into that, but we really did obsess over creating fans. And we meant internal fans of the brand. Sounds like a lot of like what you guys do uh, at your company, but we really focused on that. It was smashing success, you know, we crazy successful. And so I was really kind of, um, you know, I went in when I went into Popville. I didn't really have the experience. I, I didn't spend many years with restaurant groups, and so I really just focused on doing that. And I saw the power in that, you know, and just and just really getting up every day and making sure that I could impact somebody or a, a number of people positively. And, and, uh, you know, and again, it, it's so funny when I, when I get calls from, from restaurateurs or, or managers and they say, I, if I could just get good people, I could focus on my job. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, that is your job. That is what you do. It's not, a, you know, you're a, you're a coach, a coach doesn't, recruit a bunch of players and then everybody they just win the game every every day you know you got to work with them you've got to you've got to you know you've got to spend time uh you know making sure that they understand how to play the game and they're going to have good days and bad days and some people aren't going to make the team some people are going to be your star players and it's just it's very similar to kind of a, a a sports coach you know and if you think of yourself that way if you change your mindset and you really think of yourself as uh, putting your effort into people and, you know, of course, having great systems and processes, you're going to, you're going to win. For sure. Like you've alluded to before, that's basically the difference between leadership and management. One, yep, totally. Now, I, I, I'm a believer. Management is so important. I own a company. I manage things. Right, I have to manage the things to keep my teams motivated, you know. Uh, but in, but leadership is really about making emotional connections and inspiring people. That's the difference. And the manager, you can be a manager and not be a really great leader. And I I think everybody has the capabilities to lead because I really believe leadership is about making emotional connections and being a good person. Not everybody can run a restaurant group or or has the skill set to uh, be an entrepreneur or whatever it may be, but everybody can uh, can be nice to other people, can inspire other people through caring about them, through taking a vested interest in people every day and pushing people to get forward. And that's what I'm really focused on doing is giving people the tools to have great systems and giving people the tools to understand the difference between managing and leading and how you can be a better leader every day. And, and part of being a better leader is, is improving yourself, you know, focusing on your own personal development and uh, professional development every single day. So I, I love that. Uh, Anthony, it's totally true. That was actually Josh, but I'm going to take the accolade for it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's hard to tell you guys to work. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you, you mentioned uh, the tools, and one of the tools you've got uh, coming out for folks is coming out on March 20th. Right, yes. Big book release. So um, what, what's the name of the book? Restaurant Operators HR Playbook. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know our HR team is looking forward to um, getting their hands on a copy as well. Yeah, and, uh, so I'm really excited. And, you know, what I'm trying to do with that, so this kind of, uh, this book, you know, I've been working on it for over a year, and it's really, the playbook is 
I'm really about simplification. I think oftentimes HR, uh, you know, has a tendency to be very complicated, and I just feel like it doesn't need to be that complicated. So basically this book is uh, 11 chapters, starts with culture, and then that chapter two is recruiting, and then it's hiring, onboarding, all the way through the life cycle of an employee, the last two chapters being termination and leadership is the actual very last chapter. So I talk very briefly. It's less than 200 pages, the entire book. So it's, uh, you know, I talk briefly about each category, and then I provide what we're calling the play, which is a worksheet that step-by-step will help people create their own recruiting strategy, you know, and then they're, uh, how do you create a great culture? And so this uh, this book, and I know I created the worksheets because I think mm, a lot of operators that I know at least will flip to that. They're not going to read, you know, my chapter. <laughs> They're going to flip to. So I made it so the, the worksheet, if that's all they look at, hopefully they can get get out of it what they need. But um, and then I, you know, I, I sprinkled it with some little leadership motivational things and, and that kind of thing. But what I really think it's going to be. Good with. So my book, uh, you know, is, is sort of the playbook, the tool, and then the ongoing, uh, videos and articles and posts that I do either on LinkedIn or through the membership platform that we are creating that launches at the same time as the book, uh, having all of that information all the time. I mean, the membership will be a lot of what I do for free, a little bit more, uh, on demand training and a lot more tools in terms of templates and um, guidebooks and things like that, but it'll just be organized in the same way as the book. So it's a basically 11 categories. So if you are interested in learning about recruiting, you can click on that. You can There's articles, there's posts, there's videos, there's on-demand training kind of a thing. So I really feel like, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, just having a bunch of different tools uh, in a bunch of different ways it's really how people are going to learn this stuff. They got to hear it a lot. They've got to see it a lot. And again, in very, very different formats. Exactly. And there's, you know, there's so many people that are out there. They all have questions. And I think there's just a lot of people, especially when it comes to HR things, they're afraid to ask because they think that, okay, I'm the only person in the world that's thinking For this. Sure. But that's so yep. not the case. And everyone has the same questions. And so never be afraid to try and reach out to you or look at your on-demand training Definitely. just because it's going to be yeah. so impactful for you, but there's going to, you're going to be able to help other people out there as well. Absolutely, yes. Thank you. And I definitely agree with that. And and that's why I try to get ahead of it. I mean, to me, I'm, I'm in the trenches every day as a, quote, HR person, and I cannot remember it all. And I have to look things up, and I have to do, you know, resources. And by the way, I'm really constantly, every single day, trying to figure out how to be a better leader. It's a never-ending process. And so, uh, you know, I try to get ahead of it, those questions that people don't want to ask because they think they should know. I try to talk about those things. And, and I try to break it down in a way uh, that makes it uh, really easy to digest, you know. And so that's why if you do follow me on LinkedIn, you see I do little posts. Sometimes it's compliance. Sometimes it's a leadership thing. Sometimes it's about starting a business. And just constantly, you know, I just never stop. I just never shut up, you guys. <laughs> Keep going. Well, I have to say, I definitely I love your posts on LinkedIn. So yeah. not only just to oh, get your you. book, but, I mean, definitely follow you on LinkedIn because your posts are wonderful and they're just like they are short but they're just those great tidbits of information yeah you know what's interesting about the shortness like if I do a video you know I'm a a restaurant person and I have a lot of 
you know, restaurateurs and chefs and stuff that, that like my information, if my videos get to about three minutes, I get a lot of grief for how long they are. <laughs> like, three minutes is not that long, you know, but people don't have time. They just want quick information yep. uh, frequently. You know, and, and that's one thing you know, we've done with the podcast. We always try to, you know, uh, do you know short, quick segments. We have guests on. We do a little bit longer time, you know, and, and stuff. But it's you know trying to give that short burst of consistent information so that folks, whether a Champs franchise, a Blue Taco franchise, Cooper's Express, you know, or someone not even affiliated with this, you know, we, we just want to you know like you're doing, you know, go out there and just help raise the bar in the industry, yeah. you know, because it's so important. You know, I mean, we have an HR playbook for, you know, our franchisees and we do, mm-hmm. we've got our communications tablet, you know, to get out there so they can have these, you know, quick opportunities to, you know, at their fingertips to get this additional training and stuff. So these th- these tools that you're providing that we have for, you know, for our franchisees, stuff, they are so key to creating successful businesses and developing, you know, strong internal leadership people. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Be sure to join us next week as we finish our conversation with Carrie Luxon. Stop by next week for another QSR Nation episode or visit pfsbrands.com.